Welcome to the Sales Made Simple podcast. It's for women just like you who want to make more money and grow a business that allows you to create an awesome life for you and your family. Money won't buy happiness, but it sure does help. I've spent 15 years working in sales and I've seen the good, the bad and the ugly. So each week I'll break down all the strategies that you need so that you can attract your ideal client with ease, be booked out with paying clients and make consistent sales each month without a hint of sleaze, desperation or being the slightest bit pushy. Sales really is simple when you know how and I promise you, if you implement what I teach each week, you'll end up loving sales. So let's dive straight in, let's overcome your fears and let's learn just how simple selling really is. Hello everyone and welcome to another episode of Sales Made Simple. Um, I'm very excited today because it's not just me talking today, I've got a lovely guest, I've got Anita McKenna with us. Anita, welcome to the show, how are you? Hello, I'm very well, thank you, thank you for having me on your show, it's been um, really exciting to come and join you today. Oh, thank you. Thank you for coming. Um, before we get cracking, um, Anita, would you just tell all of the listeners a little bit about what you do um, and who you help? Yes. So I am a life coach, transformational life coach and um, a counsellor. So I've been helping clients for oof, 12 years now. Um, and I've kind of transitioned from counselling into coaching. Um, specifically now I work with sort of high achieving women who are struggling to maintain boundaries. They are finding life difficult with relationships because they struggle to maintain boundaries. Um, and with a sort of special interest in working with daughters of narcissistic mothers. Um, unfortunately, a lot of women don't even know that they've got a narcissistic mother. They just know they have a difficult relationship. Um, so it's kind of beginning with looking at the boundaries and looking at relationships and helping them to have healthier boundaries and therefore healthier relationships. And it was, um, we haven't known each other that long, have we? Not at all. We met, uh, was it November at Denise Duffield Thomas's event? We physically met back in November. And I think I'd kind of found your world through another group that we're both in. Um, so through the LinkedIn mastermind. And um, I was really loving your energy and your honesty in, in sort of how you show up in um, social media. Oh, that's nice to hear. And it's always, um, what I suppose what kind of, I was like, Anita, you've got to come on the podcast because you were just so, like, so enthusiastic about what you did and, and kind of what you do. And the event that we were at, it was, I was talking to somebody else who had met at the event and we were saying, like, how nice it was to almost see how far you'd come and think the challenges that you've overcome. But just to be surrounded by women who were also ahead of you as well and doing, Absolutely. like, quadruple what you were doing. Um, and almost just to inspire that actually you, anything is possible. Totally. And I think that that's the thing that I love about um, certainly that room that we were in is there was women there who hadn't even begun their journey. You know, they were just beginning to have their interest peaked um, right through to, I know there were millionaires in there um, and not just Denise, you know, and it's like... Um, there's such a vast array of, of women in that community that 
obviously it helps that you you know for yourself the journey you've already um kind of gone on but also that there is definite inspiration there for you to continue moving forwards um you know despite the ups and downs despite um kind of sometimes feeling stuck or that you know things are never going to happen for you you had witnesses that you had um physical people there that you could witness actually going through that process and that's just so amazing to sort of be in that space with those women and I say women. It was predominantly women. There was one or two men in there. Uh, but yeah, it wasn't was many, was there? There was just, just the, the, the token man. Um, but this is why, because up until now, um, I've always done these um, podcast episodes as solo episodes, and it's just me kind of talking about my journey. And the reason, you, you're actually my first guest, Anita. Onto, you, yes. Um, oh, and I wanted to, to bring other people on because um, the more I talk to people, the more, exactly what you said there, Anita, you, you know, people say, oh, you're quite honest, Helen. <clears throat> and I think it's really important to share the the ups and the downs because, um, I, and I'm not going to, I'm not bashing social media. I love social media. It's how I've built my business. But you can fall into the trap of going online and um, thinking that everybody else is ahead of you and that everyone else is this polished, finished article Um and it makes it really hard to start, I think. I went on this morning and I was just randomly scrolling and there was loads of videos, um, my testimonial videos, and the headlines were, you know, he's made £11,000 in three days. He's made £55 in two weeks. And I thought, I'm going to look at these videos and just understand what, what they're about. Now, yes, they physically, that money had come in in the last three days, but actually... This was, you know, I've been in business 10 years and, and now I've just discovered what to do. And I'm like, so it can be really misleading to people that this idea that we've got, everyone's got these six figures in the head, you know, six figures in six weeks or six months. And it wasn't like that for me. I don't know about you, but, Absolutely. you know, it was, it was, a, it wasn't even a, I mean, a journey. It wasn't a straight line. It wasn't even a squiggly line. It was back forwards, you know, what's your journey been like growing your business has it has it been really straightforward and really easy or course, yes. been challenges? <laughs> I wish and I think um I kind of tiptoed into business um so I started my counseling private practice um just about six years ago now and I can I was working two separate jobs so I did two jobs for two days each um, and then I did my counseling practice two days and I slowly left one job and went more into the counselling practice and then left the other um, as my business grew. And then I went fully self-employed in January of 2020, which was obviously the best time in the world ever to go fully self-employed because then the world shut in March. Um, but what that did is, um, I mean, fortunately, my business was well enough established that I, I still had clients working with me. And obviously, we can do online work now. So that, that kind of shifted. Um but it gave me scope to look at a bigger picture, look at more than just counselling. Um, and it was actually Denise Duffield-Thomas was my original inspiration of actually daring to hope for more, hoping for um, a bigger, brighter future. And um, it was then kind of you know, investing in myself. There was, there's was there been a lot of, of self-investment on how I can become um, the person that I want to be, but also to show others kind of be the step ahead of other people that I'm working with um but I mean there's 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 
definitely times when I've had absolutely no coaching clients. Um, I, I can hand on heart say I've never not had any clients um, and my counselling has been kind of my um, stable base, if you like. Um, but there's definitely been times when, you know, the I know literally this time of just over a year ago, I had to borrow money to just pay my bills. I didn't have enough just to cover my basic bills. Um, and that was a horrible place to be. But, you know, we all have um, kind of peaks and troughs. And I think it's learning how to ride them, learning that that's normal, you know, that that, um, everybody has those times. And even, you know, again, Denise, um, Helen Tudor, who I I follow quite a lot, um, kind of, they talk about their own peaks and troughs that, you know, and they may be bigger peaks, um, you know, that the numbers may be different, but at the end of the day, it's still the same story. It's still the same that, you know, Ultimately, if you don't kind of do the groundwork and you don't um, focus on and that horrible word that we all hate, consistency, consistency and visibility, if you can get those two things in your business, then you know you're doing the right things. Um, But it's having that consistency and it's keeping the heart to have that consistency. And it's funny, and I'm going to refer to one of your posts, I'm I'm not sure if it was today or yesterday, about um, the number of likes you get or the number you get because we all think if when, if nobody's liking and commenting what's the point but actually the point is people still see it but we don't we don't see that and in the early days that's really hard to accept and to believe um and, and that takes guts to kind of keep with that belief that um just keep showing up just keep you know it's like the stuff in you know the end dial of asda um you know you might not want the i don't know whatever it is they're doing this week the um Chinese specials um but actually it's Chinese New Year so we're going to get that because it's it's the visible side of it you know yeah oh I think you've hit the nail on the head there with the in the keywords consistency being visible and it's it is so hard isn't it particularly when you're starting out and like you say everybody has peaks and troughs and there'll be times when you know you might be doing all right and then sales dip a bit you know that is normal and I think people think that it's not normal or like you say you might have a a time where you've got to you know borrow money or get a part-time job or whatever but it's really difficult when things are not going as you would like Mm. to still keep showing up and still keep being visible and I say to people you need to be visible every single day and I see the look on their face like what like weekends and I'm like yeah because a lot of people say, take the weekends off. Don't post anything on the weekends. Have a break. And my thought process is um, on the weekends, like my partner doesn't work. So I get a bit more free time to look at my phone and I haven't got work to do. So if people are posting about their business or whatever on, on online, mm-hmm. I'm more likely to see it on the weekends and the holidays. So I say to people, show up every day. You don't physically have to show up every day. You know, you can reuse stuff. And um, I mean, December, I pretty much had to take a good three weeks off because the kids were off, yeah. you know. So it was really difficult to to do videos and stuff. The school holidays, I just persevere and they tend to run in and ask me for snacks or, mommy, what are you doing? Who's this lady on the other end? Um, but Christmas, I just I just took off. But I was still visible every day. You know, I even said um, in one of the groups, I mean, oh, you know, I'm, I'm back. 
people were like, where have you been? Mm. I was like, oh, I forget that actually because I've scheduled this content to go out. Um, but that is what we need to do, isn't it? And sometimes it can feel boring. It can mm. feel really boring showing up every day and you feel like you're saying the same stuff. But I don't know about you, but that's that's essentially how I've built my business is just by being consistent. Yeah. Yeah. And it's still a work in progress for me, 100%. You know, um, I'm definitely not as consistent as I'd like to be. But it's um, it's definitely being more, um, I guess it's even being a bit more clued up in things like scheduling, you know. So you don't physically have to show up and say the things on camera every single day. Um, the more lives you can do, great. But actually, it's not about lives. It's about just people seeing your face, people understanding what it is that you do so that whenever they think about um you know, kind of, you know, sales and marketing, actually, because I know that personally, I've recommended a few people to you um, because that's what they were looking for. That That's kind of the 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 area that they were struggling with. Um, so, and obviously, if I didn't know what you did, if you, d- if you weren't so visible in my world, then I wouldn't be able to do that. You know, yeah. so it's kind of recognising that, that, that. And the other thing that I really struggle with is um, talking about the same thing. Yeah. Because it's like, oh my God, I've said this 20 times this week. How many more times can I say this same thing? Yeah. We forget. And this is the bit that really is a mindset piece is not everybody sees all your stuff. Your mum might, but other than her, you know, the likelihood is not everybody sees everything. Yeah. But we have this belief that, you know, people are going to start unfollowing us because they see the same thing all the time. They don't because they don't see it all. You know, the algorithms are amazing in one sense for that, that, you know, not everybody sees everything. Um, yeah. And in fact, most people don't see all of it. Want to attract more clients and make more money in your business? Well, it's time to be more visible because a bigger audience means more sales. But what do you talk about in your live videos? And how do you connect with your audience and turn followers into paying clients? And how do you get over that fear of going live? Well, I've created a free visibility guide for you. So if you want to uplevel your income and grow your business, head to the show notes and download your free guide. Because being more visible means more sales. And as well, even if you do see every piece, which you don't, um, Sometimes we need to hear the same message over and over again before it registers and before it kind of goes in and before we have that light bulb moment. So I get it. I hear it a lot from, you know, people in my world who go, I don't want to talk about that same thing again. And they, they kind of go broad and talk about loads of stuff. And then I was going to say, yeah, but you're going to get forgotten about because you become so vanilla. You talk about this one week, this next week, this that week, and you're not, famous you're not known for that thing so like you say thank you very much for referring people to me but because I talk about that one thing you're like well when that thing comes up oh go and see Helen or Joe or whoever it is because they're known for that thing and that was a mistake I made when I first started coaching I've come a long way from when I first started coaching but I did uh, career coaching but I was trying to help CEOs graduates middle management. And my message was just so, you know, what's important to a CEO probably isn't important to a graduate. There were different stages in their life. Yeah. So I was talking about all this stuff and it was all different, but nobody was really listening. Mm. Just, well, just, it's just a mixed message, isn't it? 
it's even just focusing on, you know, a specific age group sometimes can be, um, you know, obviously what a 20 year old girl woman is doing compared to a 50 year old woman, you know, they're just such different stages of life. And so depending on what it is you're speaking about, the likelihood is they're going to need very different messaging. Um, so yeah, so, so being too broad is, is just not going to land with anything. And how did you find when you first started your business and, um, you know, you wanted to grow and you're like, social media is the way forward and people start saying you've got to do videos and put yourself out there. How did you feel when you first started being more visible? I still remember very, very, very clearly my first ever Facebook Live. And oh my God, how sick I felt. And it was only about five minutes. Um, and I remember I was in um, my old office and I, I went for a big walk just before it was in January, <clears throat> this time of year. Um, I, I, I went for a big walk and it was like, you know, lots of breathing and, you know, let, let's go. I'm building myself up for it. Um, and obviously the voice is wobbling. I'm so scared. Uh, it was just like, oh my God. Um, and I'm sure it's still out there somewhere in my Facebook page. But um, it, I mean, it was terrifying because of course my belief is all of my friends are going to be watching this, all, however many of them there were, you know. But the reality is I think I've got about three people and two of them kind of just came on to see what I was doing and then went off again. We forget that people aren't sat there waiting for you to show up, you know. Um, so I'm much more casual about it now. You know, um, I can happily go live whenever I want to. Um, it's it's kind of, but I think it's a muscle that you've got to build. You know, it it can't, it's it's scary to begin with, um, but the more you do it, the more comfortable you get with it, and the more comfortable you get with making mistakes, saying something stupid, stumbling over your words, kind of having a complete brain freeze of I've no idea what the hell I was going to say, um, and it just becomes a little bit more natural. That happens to me a lot. I'm always going, even when I'm doing my podcasts, I go, "What was I talking about? Where was I going with this?" And before I would have either started again, just deleted it and started again, or made sure I cut that bit out. Well, now I'll leave all the mistakes in yeah. because um, I think it shows that you're human. And I always say to people, if you were down the pub having a drink with your friend and you forgot what you were talking about or you went off on a tangent, would you like go home and go, mm. I'm going to start this day again? You wouldn't. No. So actually, I think if you talk normal and how you would in real life mm. I think it makes you much more relatable absolutely yeah yeah and again well and that was probably something that I learned or I have learned over the years is because at the beginning I was trying really hard to be very professional and you know put my professional phone voice on and you know and and it was all very you know, proper um, in fact I think that's probably what COVID did best for me was because like I said I started my business in or I went fully self-employed in the January March the world went to crap and as a way of communicating to be honest mostly with friends and, and kind of people I knew I would do a live every single day um just and, and I remember my best friend saying she would quite often just watch one of my videos so she felt a bit closer to me um, and it was lovely because I, I was in this office and the dog would quite often come up um and she'd come and stand on the desk and she'd be looking out the window she didn't care about the camera um but it, it was lovely because I did it every day and I think just doing that and obviously the audience was lovely um those that were there um so it felt very comfortable it got very comfortable um, yeah. and I think that, that was probably a really good learning curve for me that um 
you don't need to be perfect at all. No, and I think the, you know, I don't make mistakes for making mistakes. You know, I don't make them on purpose. Um, but I just think people see themselves in you because they make mistakes. Yeah. And if I'm, you know, I'm trying to help people grow their business. And if I'm saying, well, actually, you've got to be perfect like me. If I'm only showing this perfect person, then they're thinking they've got to be perfect. And I've never, well, I've never met a person yet who's perfect. So, <laughs> yeah. um, but what you were saying there really reminded me of when I first started doing live videos because um, I would never do them in the house because I didn't want people hearing me do them. So I would walk, we've got a church near us with a big um, field and sit down. And I used to go there and exactly what you were saying, I used to do the whole breathing. I'd be like, right, let's just do it. Let's, and I'd have to like, like really talk myself into it. And I would do the same thing. I'd like a telephone voice. Mm. And if anybody did watch them back, like if I ever watched, let Chris watch them back, he'd go, that's not what you sound like. Like that's a different <laughs> voice you're putting on. And I go, is it? And I didn't realize I was putting this voice on. But it's like you, I'd got this belief because of my corporate days where we went in in suits and we had to wear a certain type of suit and a certain coloured suit and, you know, you couldn't do anything unless it was like in corporate guidelines. And I was so conditioned that that's what success was. Mm. That you, 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 had to, you answered the telephone in a certain way and you spoke to people in a certain way, which wasn't me. And it's kind of why I didn't want to carry on working in the corporate world. Like, this is me. You're like, I'm in a hoodie and my slippers and I drink a cup of tea. Um, and as soon as I kind of went, it was when I got to a point of my business where I was like, it's not working and I'm going to have to go get a job. And I was, I was even looking at like, when I was going to Tesco's and I've like, you know, Mm. job adverts I'm like maybe I'll just work here and I got to a stage where I was like right bugger it I'm going to give it one last ditch attempt and I'm just going to go on and I'm just going to be me and if people don't like it then I'll go and get this job in Tesco's and all of a sudden time didn't happen overnight but people are like oh Helen you're so refreshing and you're so down to earth and you're so honest I was like oh people prefer the real me than this pretend polished version of me so it's a big confidence boost but it also did wonders for my bank balance as well because people started <laughs> booking in yeah and i was like oh there's something in this being me like it's crazy yeah yeah well and it's it's i think it's so much more relatable you know, when people are, um, let's say, when, when we're all perfectly polished and, you know, everything's dead slick and there's, there's no, you know, dog hiding in the background or anything, um, that people can't relate with it. Yeah. And I know that in my head, I can instantly think of at least three people who I've kind of wanted to work with, but felt I couldn't because I'm not at that level yet. I'm not that perfect. Yeah. Um, and it's great. I mean, that they're very, very successful in, the, in what they do. And that's great for them but it's not who I am yeah so actually I'm not I don't want to be part of that world yeah um, and it's, it's finding those people who you know if you do make a mistake if you do forget what you were saying that they forgive you for that because actually they do that all the time as well yeah you know? yeah well we kind of attract our own tribe don't we when I look at all my clients we're all quite similar yeah, yeah we're all we don't look identical, but we're quite similar and we have a, quite, a similar outlook on life and stuff. So for me, it just makes working, like working with your clients 
more enjoyable because these are people who you would genuinely spend time with. Yes. Yeah. You know, if, if they weren't a, a client. Um, now, I know you've got to go and rush and you've got clients. Um, so just as a, a bit of parting advice, for people who maybe are starting out or, or maybe established and starting out in the online world and know they've got to be more visible and do videos and speak on stages and that kind of stuff, what advice or tips would you give someone who right now is a little bit terrified of doing all that stuff? Yeah. To be honest, I think one of the things that you can do that is um, is helpful to you is do kind of Zoom calls with people that you know um, so that you get less obsessed with that little image in the corner. You're not looking at that because I know even with clients now, they they look at themselves instead yeah. of who they're speaking with. Um and, and they're obsessing and they're kind of, you know, they're, they're constantly. And I know for me, my fringe is one of my big things that I hate it when I have a big gap in it. Um, so I always try and make sure that that's done before I start. But then once I'm done, I'm on, I'm done. I don't even look at that anymore. Um, and I think having comfort in that, doing Zoom calls with people, um, you're just your friends, you know, your kids or your partner. Yeah. Or, um, you know, again, I think COVID helped us with that, that it stopped us being so anti-camera. Yeah. Um, so get a bit of comfort with that. You know, don't look at the the little image. Get your speaker on big big screen. Um, have yourself hidden away. Don't do it. Don't even do the the two thing. Yeah. Um, so that you're focused on who you're speaking to rather than what you look like. That will help you to get a bit more comfort on being on camera. Then obviously going and doing your own videos. Um, I know a, a great piece of advice that I've been given previously is um, just never look back at them. Never, never watch them back. Never watch them. Um, never. Because, um, you'll hate, you'll, you'll always find something that you should have done better. Um, yeah. But actually, so long as you're doing what you set out to do in the video, don't worry about watching it back. Don't worry about correcting it. Um, yeah. But yeah, I think just, just finding a way of getting comfortable on camera. Um, even just doing video calls with, with friends. Yeah, um, I love that. I love that. I've never thought about that. But you're right. Because now we're doing this on Zoom and we're side by side and before um I would have been looking at myself and yeah. going oh my hair's a mess and oh that's terrible and why did I just do that but you're right the more you do I mean I've done hundreds of these now where I'm just looking at you yeah. and this is like we're in the same room just having a chat um but yeah you're right I never thought about that so that's a brilliant bit of advice thank you good good and Anita where can we find out more about you how can we follow you and get into your world so I'm on all the socials, except for X, I don't do it. Um, uh, <laughs> Anita McKenna UK. So I'm on all the socials um, that way. Um, easiest way to find me. Brilliant. Anita, thank you so much for coming and sharing your wisdom and your business journey. It's been, I know you've inspired so many people who are going to listen. So thank you very much. Thank you, Helen. Enjoyed it. Thank you. Well, thanks for tuning in. I hope you enjoyed that as much as I did. Now remember, sales really is simple. It might not feel like it now, but I promise you it will. So go out there, show up, be visible and share your offers with your audience because people need your solutions. They need what you're selling. Remember to hit the subscribe button so you never miss an episode of Sales Made Simple. Have a great week and I'll catch you next time for another episode.